Are we really doing this? Yeah. Why not? All right. Hit it. Shut up and sit down. And we're back in better than ever. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Stuck in La La Land podcast, episode number three. I'm Wes Cummings, your host, and on my left is Evan Sherwood. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, you got that? That was, that was pretty clever. That didn't go over your head? No, it went right on my left. <laughs> right on, your reflexes are too fast? My reflexes are way too fast. I would have <laughs> caught it. All right. Well, it's been a while. We've seen an endgame. We waited seven hours in line for Endgame. Endgame happened. We were there. We saw it. Opening night. We laughed. We cried. We hugged. We cried some more. There was every single range of emotion. All the feels. Right. All the feels. Well, we got a good episode for you guys today. We're going to talk Endgame. We're going to talk a little bit about what we liked and didn't like. But real fast, a uh, few of you have reached out and asked, like, what the what does the title of the podcast mean? Stuck in La La Land. And... People are curious. Yeah. Yeah. And we wanted to kind of highlight that a little bit, talk about what that means for us. Well, first of all, if you notice in the title, it's L.A., L.A., like L.A. Like the city. And that's like a reference to where we are. Right. We're not L.A., we're Orange County, but it's like, oh, hey, they're in Southern California, Orange County. Yeah, SoCal. Yeah. That's the La La Land. Yeah. It's not a reference to the amazing movie La La Land with... Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. It's, right, right, right. But it's also because when we get into this stuff, when we get into Marvel, the MCU, and Star Wars, and Harry Potter, we get stuck in La La Land. Right. It's, it's a version of... It's a version of our La La Land. We go to a happy place. And that's what it is, and we hope that you get stuck in La La Land. And again, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash stillpodcast. Become a patron today because... We give a buck about this show, so you should give a buck about us. The show's not going to last or be as good without you guys. That's right. Anyway, end game. Uh, right off the bat, we're going to blow it. So forget you if you haven't seen it. You should have seen it already because yeah. it already has $2.5 billion worldwide. Right. And the record's $2.7. $2.5 billion already. If you're not 16 of those dollars, yeah. shame on you. Uh, let's say 20 You should have seen it 20. twice. If you're not 20 of those dollars, shame on you. Like, if you haven't seen Endgame, do you live on a rock? Like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, Evan, what'd you like about the game, like about the movie? Gosh, I mean, I'll, I'll, the, the number one thing that I, I loved about Endgame, uh, being a father myself, was oh, yeah? uh, Iron Man's, or Tony's daughter, Morgan. I love you 3000. Oh man. That that's a I feel like that's just a line that will go on for forever and ever. For sure. I mean in my heart. I love you 3000. The way she says it kind of you're like, "Oh, that's sweet, cute." But then when he says it at the end of the movie, right. Cries. Just tears. I think you said one of the things that you liked is just tears upon tears. Tears upon tears in this movie. It was just amazing. The way that it was set up, and one of the things I love most is it was a culmination of eleven years yes, of it, work. It felt like it, and it every minute was worth it. Oh, absolutely! In my opinion, I've spent so much time thinking about it because there's so much movie 
that happened. So much little things that, that and, and but it's so layered too. And it, just like remembering different things, like, oh, hearing people different. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, I missed that. And then you're just, it, it adds to it. It grows the story. Like, right. This is, this like Infinity War is a movie that I can watch a hundred times and get something new out of it every single time. Right. One of my favorite things was the nods to the old movies. Yeah, talk about that. How, tell me about those. So one of my favorites was, obviously, we, we led with it, was when Cap is standing by himself, the lone soldier against Thanos' army, and you're like, holy crap, he's about to die. And then you hear a little voice in his head saying, Cap, you there? And then he says, on your left. That's like... That was the best nod to the old And you have no idea who it was at the time. But when he said on your left, you knew exactly who it was. You knew exactly who it was. I'm getting goosebumps, bro. Still. Oh, so good. So that's one nod. The second one was, if you remember in Ant-Man versus Ant-Man and the Wasp, Hope is always giving Scott a hard time about his Cap reference. Right. Cap, Cap. Oh, you (laughs) hang with Cap. Yeah, that's what we all call him. Right, yeah. He's like, oh, Cap. And it's like, you call him Cap. Exactly. just the... Give him the oh, hardest Cap time possible, yeah. yeah. In in the middle of the battle, uh, Cap says to Scott, Scott, you got this? And Hope pops up right next to him and says, yeah, Cap, we got it. Like, she gets it. It's like, she's an Avenger now. Yeah. Like, it was so epic. And then... When you're battling and you're an Avenger, you mm-hmm. get it. And then uh, the hug with Peter. The thing is, is that it's not... Pe- that final hug with Peter when... Uh, not not the goodbye, I'm talking about like when he's when Tony sees Peter and Peter's back and he's talking about being dusty and all that and Tony gives him a big hug, right. and if you remember how Homecoming opened, do you remember how Homecoming opened? Yeah. He like Tony like reaches across to open the door to get Peter to leave, and Peter thinks they're about to hug and he says, "Oh, we're not there yet," but then in the movie they have this epic father son hug, and it's just again all the feels. Right. That was it, that was giant. He came back, yeah. The I think the one that was hardest for me that I legitimately le- teared up, and I'm even trying not to tear up right now, is when Happy sitting next to Morgan at the end of the movie, and Happy says, "What do you want? I'll get you anything you want." And she says, "I want cheeseburgers. I want a cheeseburger." And Happy says, "I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want." What did Iron Man want? What did Tony want when he got back? From the desert. First thing he asked for was an American cheeseburger. Exactly. And that was just so good. And there were so many more little things like going back and you have the moment with... Oh my gosh, there are tons. You have the moment with Cap in the elevator with all the Hydra agents and you think he's just about to just kick all their butts. Right, he's going to have to do it again. This was one of the most epic fight scenes was Cap in the elevator and we're about to see it all over again. And you're like, this is is awesome, this is epic. Because I mean, when you think back to Winter Soldier, that was one of the best fight scenes. And you think you're going to get it again in Endgame. But instead... What does he say? Hail Hydra. Right. Oh, man. I laughed because... Stops him dead because I, did, I had no idea, and then all of a sudden you just see him walking off. Yeah, and he's just got it. He's got a smile on his face. Like, so good. But um, a few other things I liked was I really was really happy to see Thor with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Right. That was epic. It was so good to see him, like, bang the two together and just get zapped. Like... I mean, I kind of wanted to get shredded again 
You're saying zapped and bearded? And, and zapped, braided? bearded, and braided. Bra- braided and bearded? Beard- the bearded braid? There you go, the bearded braid. There we go. But that, that was just cool. That was like a fan moment. But, right. But um, I know you said you liked uh, also Cap well, and Mjolnir. Right. That, that, that was just so epic because at that moment, Thor is facing death. And... He's got Thanos it, is pushing Stormbreaker into his it's chest. It's over. Like, Infin- like Infinity War. Right. And it is over for Thor. And all of a sudden... You think it could be over. You just see some movement. And you're like, what is this? And then Thor's reaction is so key. Oh, so to good. To where he is just... I knew it. Yeah. He knew that Cap was worthy. And when you just see it fly into Cap's hands and you see him just brace as he just accepts the impact... Oh. Oh my gosh, that that moment right there was just was epic. The, to me, that was also like one of the best fan moments, and and I had a problem with it when I saw it. When you think back to Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, you remember on the on and the they're all t- they're all playing around yeah. trying to move it. And remember he he budges oh, it. Oh, it just eat. it squeezes so, the table. Did you hear what the Russo brothers said? What? Because people have been asking them, hey, why couldn't Kappa? Uh, why couldn't Cap move it in Endgame or in Age of Ultron? But then he could get it in Endgame. And you know, before there were some fun theories of like, well, he had he, at that point he knew that uh, Bucky had killed Tony's parents, and he was keeping that from him, so he wasn't worthy because he had this dark part in his heart. But the Bruce Brothers like, no, that's not it. Um, he's always been worthy, and he didn't want to lift it because he didn't want to show up Thor. Like, he could always lift it. He could always wield it. But in that moment, he just, he realized that he could, he could move it, and he just let it budge. Wow. That's an, that's an excellent one to go with. What I also like is that I he, really not, like that. remember, remember in Age of Ultron, Vision wields it, and he oh, yeah. hits it. But Cap not only holds it and wields it, he wields the power of Thor. Right, he commands lightning through it. Yes. And the combination of the shield and Mjolnir just I, I have no words that was just epic it was so good that was def- looking back on that whole fight scene how it began and how it just every single part of it that was such a huge part yeah and, and talking about the fight scene it left it lived up to expectation 100% that was that was one of the things I said about this movie I needed to see. It was just something epic. I wanted to see basically a decade worth of stories collide into we have to defeat Thanos. And yeah. that's exactly what they gave us. Totally. And, and speaking of things we had to have, I got all three of mine. I got the epic battle between Thanos and Thor. I got the epic battle between Cap and Thor. I got... The, the good send-offs for Tony and Cap and, and Black Widow, like the key characters. And I got, unintentionally, in a totally different way, I said I wanted Hulk in the movie, but I wanted Bruce Banner's knowledge in charge of the power of Hulk. And little did I know, he came in the form of Professor Hulk, who I think delivered the most comedic moment in the whole movie. Which was? Oh, when the kids came over and asked for a selfie, and he's like, "Oh, whatever," and then Scott's like, "Oh, you guys want a selfie with me?" He's like, oh, "They don't know you." Like, he's like, "They just want to," and his whole he came across as a tool, but it was so funny. Right. 
He's like, I'm the Ant-Man. He's like, we don't know who you are. You've been gone for five years, Scott. Yeah. We don't need a picture with you. And, and I think one thing that I appreciate of this movie is that it felt like the first two hours were a tribute to the work of the actors. With sprinkled in with little fan stuff in between. But then the last hour was for the fans. And what I mean by the, the tribute to the actors, they really let Tony and... Uh, not Tony, I should say. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, um, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, they really let them kind of flesh out more of a real emotional character. Like I had said, I didn't want everything just be forgiven between Cap and Tony. Right. And that part where, you know, he comes back and you're right, Captain Marvel saves Tony. And he comes out and he says, like, you thought everything was good. But then they go up, go to Avengers headquarters and they're talking and everything's not good. No. Yeah, it's not not good. Like, I needed that because... You needed it to be real because for everything to just be wiped clean. That's not real. Handshake. Yeah, I, I get it. The fate of the entire universe is it stay here. Well, it's but gone. Like half the world's gone. It and half the universe. Is you're gone. fighting to restore, but yeah, you need you needed that sense of, you know, this is a big falling out that we had, and we need yes. to reconcile. Well, in in that regard, when you think back to when you think back to Civil War. And I'm sure everybody can choose their side. Like, you know, for me, I identify with Cap wanting to save his friend. You identify with Tony, like, trying to keep the Avengers together. Um, but I felt like that that scene in, in the beginning where he's like, I needed you. It's like, where were you? I needed you. We would have been prepared for Thanos. And Tony's 100% right. Had 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 a... Cap got on board in Civil War, they probably would have been better prepared for Thanos. They wouldn't have been separate places across the world. They might have been able to put an end to it or go after him. Something, it would have been different. Right. At the same time, you you still understand Cap's perspective of not wanting to answer somebody, but Tony wasn't thinking of that. He was thinking of, hey, we just need to stay together because we need to be prepared for when the world, a world-ending event comes. And they weren't because of Cap. And that was fleshed out on that screen, and I, I like that. Awesome. Yeah. That, that, that's some of the other things. What, what's another thing that you really enjoyed in Endgame? I know it was three hours long. I know there was 9,000 things. I really liked the, the, the family aspect. The Tony and Morgan, Tony and Pepper, Tony and Peter, you know, Scott and Cassie. You had these moments with them that were just like these powerful like Scott coming out of the quantum realm and he goes to the, the, the tribute place and or the monuments in, in San Francisco and he sees his name. He's looking for Cassie's he's expecting right. to see Cassie's. That's all he's looking and for. And he sees his name. And suddenly he's just like, Holy crap, my daughter thinks I'm dead. Yeah. And he just goes running to her house. And you expect to see a little eight year old girl, by the way. In, in my head yeah. I did. I did too. I, I think was she's not- supposed I was not expecting... I think she's supposed to be 10. 10? Yeah. I was not expecting her to... A 15-year-old. And then as soon as he saw... It it hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow. Like five years are gone. Gone. And that moment where she just melted into him was so good. Morgan having the mask on and like kind of already showing great signs of intelligence. Like, oh, she's totally Tony's daughter. 
Yeah. But then that moment with Pepper and Tony on the couch when he's like, when he finally realizes like time travels legit, and he's like, I can I can put a pin in it, I can put, box it all away and drop it in the lake, and he's like, and I can sleep tonight, and then her comment, but could you rest? Like it's just like every but behind every why like great man is a greater woman and pepper is just so great so i don't mean that be, that that meaning that women stand behind men i just mean that for every man in a relationship there's a strong woman who keeps him on track and when she comes flying at the end flying oh. at the end to save him that's, that's another great when great she's in there. the freaking her own iron man oh my her gosh. own iron man suit that was so good so amazing so good Oh man, and and I don't mean to rain on your your parade, but you, you also, the quintessential moment we were all waiting for was one of your favorite things. Oh yes, uh, Captain America. I feel like was heavily involved in my favorite aspects of this whole movie, and one thing I've been waiting for in every single Avenger film uh, is for him to say two words: Avengers. Assemble. What did you think about the way he said it? Like, did you have any issue? I had no issue with the way he said it because of the Avengers who were there. Which was all, all of them. them. <laughs> which was every single Avenger. Including all of the sorcerers. And now he can say, Avengers assemble. Oh, man. Avengers. That group. Assemble. But just the way he said it was so good. Yeah. You knew it was coming. It was coming at the It was coming. At yeah. the end of Infinity War too, yeah. but we got cut off. Yeah, to where now we got it. No, it wasn't Infinity War. It was no. Age, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like you hear him say Avengers, and he just gets cut off. Right. And you thought you were gonna get it, but but we got it so much better. Oh, we got it so good. Enough of what we liked about it. And th- okay. those are all the spoilers. We could go That's on e- oh. forever and talk about the things we like, and we will. Yeah. This isn't just the first episode. Um, but before we get to the things we don't like, because, yes, there were things we didn't like about this movie. We have to be critics. We have to. We any, have to be realistic. Any good evaluator has to be a critic of something. Yes. Before we get to that, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to us. If you like what you're hearing and it's music to your ears, please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would also like to thank Ben Sound for that awesome intro music you heard. Please follow us on Instagram at stillpod or drop us a message to our email stillpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Now back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back. It's so nice to be back. I missed you guys. I mean, I really, I mean, Evan, I didn't miss you. I missed our listeners. I feel like that 24 seconds was a long time. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, it felt like we went somewhere. I mean, but, even though we were sitting here the whole time, yeah. it felt like a long time. On my left. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're gonna talk about what we didn't like. Evan, once you start off, what did, what, what did you what did you have a problem with? I think I had to understand Thanos knew was gonna find a way to understand what the Avengers were doing. Right. What what the end game was. Right. He, he was I going to there. thank you. He was gonna figure it out somehow. It was just a bummer in the way that he used Nebula and the way that. She didn't have a choice, you know. She, Did, it, it wasn't really her trying classify, to use it, Clarify what you mean by used. But used her memory. Oh, yeah, okay. Used her memory to understand her exactly what the Avengers' tasks were. It was weird. It was like, oh, I feel like this is just... I feel like this is cheap 
cheapening the way he gets his information just a little bit to where I feel like as the extreme villain he was, he could have come across it differently. I don't know how. And that's just where a critic in me says... You're nitpicking a Hey, little. maybe he... I feel like he was he's better than this. You're picking a nit. Right. Yeah. And, and I honestly... It was three hours of glory, that whole movie. It makes sense if they had explained maybe in a previous movie that she had like this network that she ran right. off. And then you're kind of like, oh, snap. Like there was like this moment of like... Uh, like in Infinity War, maybe that there was like, oh, I, her network is... It runs off the ship. I can see, you know, because remember Infinity War, he's torturing Nebula. Maybe they kind of give us a little sneak peek there. So then when it happens in Endgame, you're like, where the heck did that come from? I mean, it wasn't, it didn't ruin the movie. But for I mean, me. it's two different timelines. It's two different Nebulas that he's getting this information from. That's where I'm like, wow. Like, speaking of two different Nebulas, we're, we'll get to there. We'll get to that. Like, put a pin in that one. We're going to pin in that. Um, one thing I didn't like. And I think a lot of people did. I didn't like Fat Thor. And I actually shouldn't I say... That, I feel like I, I get mixed reviews on that. I hear so many people who are like, it was amazing, it was oh, awesome, I'm, and I'm so many people who were, no, terrible. I'm about to give you a mix Tell me why, yeah. And I, I guess we shouldn't call him Fat Thor. It's more Beer Belly Thor. Because if you looked, he, it was literally like, yeah. he still had pecs, he still had muscles. You could see his abs underneath his beer belly. Like it was... It was like Viking warrior drinking 10 pints a day. Exactly. And... I also had a problem with it because if you think back to Age of Ultron and he drinks that, that whiskey with Cap and it not, doesn't do anything to them, like I feel like him and Cap have these super high metabolisms that beer just, no matter how much they consume, they're just going to stay fit. And I thought it lasted too long. I thought he was hysterical. Like that scene. When you see him in the very beginning, yeah. When you see it, it's just like, okay, it's funny. And then that whole scene with Gorg and, and um, was it Meeks and... Yeah. And they're playing Fortnite. Like, that's an iconic MCU moment. We'll forever remember that moment of just him yelling on the headset. Like, we've all been there. I've been there uh-huh. with some punk kid that's beaten, beaten me at Call of Duty. That's all you do. Into a, if you have a headset in a live video game situation like You're that. You're yelling at other people. That's all you're doing. You're yelling at kids. But then, like, it kind of goes too much. It continues. And I thought there were a couple moments that they had where they could have made it had still had a comedic moment yeah. of just Thor being Thor like they get back to Avengers headquarters and they're all getting everything ready and Thor can't help with any any of the time stuff so what's he doing he's like oh hey guys I'll be back give, give, give me five minutes and you hear him off in the background doing like some you hear some weights moving come yeah. back he's got some his shirt sort of off fitness he's just, thing. he's sweaty but he's just shredded shredded again like that would have been funny like or when at the end right before the battle with Thanos he like bangs it you know he gets zapped his beard's yeah. all braided and stuff he's got his Thor gear all again. Or he does a point break, gets his hair wet, and throws it back, <laughs> point break style, and sure, something is just up. like just something funny where it's just he's shredded. Basically, you wanted to see Thor the warrior be shredded. Yeah, exactly. Again, like you understand, like okay, he seems like he's defeated. Mm-hmm. The the fat Thor makes sense, but the fact that they kept it through the whole film, mm-hmm. and then even after, as he goes away. And joins the Guardians. As Guardians of the Galaxy. It is. Did you know it's a real thing? Door. I didn't know this, but I found out the As Guardians of the Galaxy are a real thing. And it's Thor with like Lady Siv and the Warriors 3 and like some other people. So I don't think the next movie is going to be called As Guardians of the Galaxy. I, no, it's not. The one thing I'll say is that I'll be okay with Fat Thor if like there's this Star Lord Thor rivalry to get the 
affections of Gamora, or or what Star Lord thinks is to win the affections of Gamora, I should say. Right, because Star Lord Star Lord has Gamora. Yeah, he has the affection of Gamora. Well, but it is dead Gamora, not new Gamora. Um, but I think that'd be funny. Just like have this like they're getting fit together, and all of a sudden right. like Star Lord shredded again, and Thor is even more shredded. Just like that'd have been cool. That'd be fun to watch in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Sweet. Um, what 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 was something that you didn't like that you took issue, issue with? Uh, you know, you already said uh, Nebula. Yeah, I mean, just I I to me when we say like things you didn't like, uh, it really is nitpicking. Mm-hmm. It's just things I didn't like. My whole thing was the fact that we had to lose some Avengers. Black Widow had to die. But we kind of went in, in knowing order. that we were going to lose. We knew we were we. You always know you're going to lose something. You go into battle, right? You go into battle as any country in the world, and you say, we're going to lose some people. It's, just, it's going to happen. It doesn't make it not sad. Mm-hmm. It's still extremely sad. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think what happened here was it was, you know, Black Widow in the way that she died. And it was... But it was so good because... Oh, it was so good. It was so beautiful. No, it was so good and so beautiful, but it's just like, I just didn't want to see it happen. Yeah. And, I understand. And, and, and I think... W- you didn't want to see Tony die. It was like losing a friend. Oh, that killed it, like It was like that moment. But the moment is so perfect and so epic. Just the snap and I am Iron Man. He says, I am inevitable. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, Thanos looking at his gauntlet. And the Empty. Gone. And all Tony says is looks at him and says, I am Iron Man. Like that was just so good. It was so hard to say goodbye. But I remember one of the things I said before going into the movie was I there had to be lasting consequences. And you know, and I think this movie had lasting consequences. You had the five year oh, gap. One hundred percent. half the universe was gone for five years. And suddenly everybody's back. Right. Massive problems, lasting consequences, makes the story makes us makes the title of Spider Man Far From Home that much more powerful. Not only is he far from home, but he's five years in the future and has to readjust. Uh and and I get we don't want we I, we didn't want to see Cap get old, we we didn't want to see Tony die, we didn't want to see Black Widow die, we didn't like we didn't want to see these things happen. But it had to happen. We want to see them going on forever. We want the them in the next. The mantle of Cap being passed on, the shield. These, that being said, these though, things had to happen. Yeah. The endings for those characters were perfect. Perfect. I literally have no complaints about any of them. I liked how Tony and Cap switched places. You know, if you think back to the first Avengers movie. Cap is very distant, not really invested in anyone. He goes and does everything on his own. He's not really a member of the team. Tony is, but Tony's got this like hot shot. What's he call himself? You know, I'm a philanthropist, playboy, billionaire. Like what? Are, like with ads without the suit. Yeah. You know, and, and Cap says to him like, "You're not the one to lay down on a wire for the team." And he says, "No, I, I just cut the wire." And what does he do in this movie? He jumps on the grenade like. Like Steve Rogers does in, in the first Avengers movie, right? Or in his first first movie, like they completely switch. Cap's going back and investing in a relationship, growing old with someone, and and like I thought that was beautiful, but sad. I agree. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it was ultimately just sad. Yeah, and and it's hard to you know say goodbye to these characters. We've been invested in Tony. Tony was the first Marvel movie. You know, by the by the Marvel Studios oh, yeah. like and 
you think back. I, 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 I mean, to think about it, you think Iron Man. You mm-hmm. think building a suit in a cave. That's yeah. what started it all. And or you it, think the Jericho missile with him standing there on the on the mountainside, and it gusts him, and then he opens yeah. up the uh, container comes with, comes of with every purchase of five million dollars or more. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, come on. That's the best part of Marvel. One of the biggest issues I took, and I'll kind of combine them together. Yeah. Um, was Thanos blows. Avengers headquarters to smithereens. Oh, just dominates it. And he, come, he comes in hot. All the Avengers live. Not only do they live, but they're in perfect peak battle condition. Oh, they're ready, ready to go. And that was just weird. They they just stretched. Yeah. They would all had their protein shakes. They were ready to go. Yeah, and <laughs> their protein shakes. But, and then, and I, I have an issue with Cap's shield just getting demolished by Thanos. And I, the only explanation I can think of is if Thanos' little helicopter sword thing, right? Like, you know, blade, his weapon is also made from vibranium. Then it's just power on power, and that makes sense. But if it's not, that makes zero sense. Uh, and if you guys are listening to the show, you're probably like, "Well, the Russo brothers said this, or it's this." Like, let us know. Please email the show so we we know when we correct ourselves. Um, but that that was just something little. It yeah, shouldn't have happened. And, you know, the time travel thing, really sensitive to the time travel. Uh, didn't like that it had to be where the story went, but I get it. And the only way it kind of makes sense to me is if they're using it to go into open up the multiverse. You know, you had, and they, they've kind of done that. You had the animated Spider-Man movie with Into the Spider-Verse. So they've kind of, Marvel's already layered that in. But if they go in that with the MCU, like, that's a cool thing to do. And it kind of makes sense of now... Then they didn't undo Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, because you think back, they went back in time. They didn't They didn't mess up Winter Soldier because he said, Hail Hydra, and then he told him past self that Bucky was alive. You know, he those actions set a different chain of events. The whole butterfly effect. Right. It changed one thing and it branches exactly. out into yep. something big. So, I mean... There's small issues with that, and we're going to dive more into detail with the multiverse oh, yeah. in next episode. We can break that down in detail. But um, any last things that you want to just highlight about the movie? No, I, I, th- I think the movie was three hours of amazing stories. It took everything from a decade ago, intertwined it, really, really... Twisted our emotions in Infinity War, I feel like. Really, really twisted us. And then in Endgame, kind of solved everything that we were looking into and more. Um, so it was perfect. I agree. Uh, crescendo, if I say, to uh, these films. Well, thank you for listening. That wraps up Episode 3. Be looking for Episode 4. Uh, again, just want to remind you to follow us on Instagram at Still Podcast. Please email the show to our inbox, stillpodcast at gmail.com. And also join us on Patreon. Become a member today, patreon.com slash stillpodcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.